The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the sixth chapter. Jesus said to the disciples, Beware of practicing your piety before others in order to be seen by them, for then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. So whenever you give alms, do not sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, so that they may be praised by others. Truly, I tell you, they've received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your alms may be done in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners so that they may see, be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And whenever you fast, do not look dismal like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces so as to show others that they are fasting. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting may be seen not by others, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love and your great compassion. Blot out my offenses. Wash me through and through from my wickedness and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my offenses and my sin is ever before me. Against you only have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. So you are justified when you speak and right in your judgment. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. So here you are at worship on a Wednesday, this particular Wednesday, of course, being not just Ash Wednesday, but Valentine's Day. A day for love to do the things that love does and say the things that love says and give the gifts that love gives to those whom love loves and whose hearts love has either won or would like to win. Sometimes as part of that, Valentine's Day becomes a day when the kinds of promises that love is wont to make are promised or re-promised. And the kinds of commitments love often commits to are committed to or committed to anew. It occurred to me that it's worth spending just a little time this evening with the fact that it is both Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday because in the case of both of these days, what today is about is tending to, caring for, investing in a relationship. In one case with someone we love and whose heart we've won or hope to, and in the other case with God. The story of whose son and that cross is the story of how deeply we, how deeply you are loved by one whose heart you can't do anything to win. It's already yours as a gift the giver of which has never in your whole life stopped 
wanting to win your heart, all of it. Which truth being truth and us being us and honesty being honesty, God can't have all of if the only things from our heart we go to God with are the things we are proud of. Truth being truth and us being us and honesty being honesty, God can't have the entirety of our hearts without having, here's a reference for old timers, danger, Will Robinson, here comes the S word. God can't have the entirety of our hearts without having our sin. Our desires which were contrary to the desires God would have us desire. Our actions which were contrary to God's desires. Our lack of actions when we had every opportunity to stand up and speak up and be God's desires. Truth being truth and us being us and honesty being honesty. God can't have the entirety of our hearts without having our sin. Sin being that painfully shrill dissonance in us when tuned or measured by the desires of God and the love of God for us. Sin being that painfully shrill dissonance in us when tuned or measured by the desires of God and the love of God for us. Which takes us to this day, which is both Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day, and a truth that is true about every relationship there is when real people, rather than fake or hypocritical people, are, are involved. And that truth is that that relationship will never be all that it can be. That relationship will never be all that it has meant to be if the real people in that real relationship can't or won't or just don't ever say two things. I was wrong. And I'm sorry. Those, of course, can be very hard words to say, right? Which is why even when people say them, they don't actually, oftentimes, actually say them, right? I mean, just for example, I'm sorry that you feel that way. <laughs> I'm sorry that that's how you understand what I said. Because, of course, you know you misunderstood. I'm sorry if you were, for some reason, offended by what I said. I'm sorry, and there's all kinds of variations on this one. I'm sorry, but. I'm sorry, but if you hadn't. I'm sorry, but you don't understand that. Okay, I'm sorry, are you happy now? <laughs> I don't know everything about the difficulty of saying the words I was wrong and I'm sorry. I just know they're difficult. Uh, I think I know one thing about that difficulty though. When said in the context of a relationship, to say those words and to say them truly, no ifs or buts, uh, puts us at the mercy of the other party in the relationship who for all we know may not respond mercifully. And that frightens us. And so rather than risk being rejected, we reject acknowledging that there could ever be anything about us that might be rejectable. The result of which is, well, you know the relationship gets a little chilly for a bit as silence and defensiveness mortared with guilt 
or shame build the kinds of walls they are very good at building. But then after a while things kind of crawl back to normal and we coexist and then the relationship even goes on, but it does so having not only stepped defensively safely around what it perceived as a threat, but also having stepped regrettably safely away from what it didn't realize was actually an opportunity. And that opportunity was the opportunity possibly to know, know a relationship that was so real that there was room in it for the real you. Jesus really died on the cross because, according to him, of his love for the real you. Which doesn't mean that the most destructive or far from the desires of God aspects of the realness of you and me will have no consequences of our lives. They will. But it does mean that the worst of those consequences of the realness of your and my sin would be consequences he would take from us all the way to a cross upon which his words would be words of forgiveness. Forgiveness unto real life here and now and unto eternal life hereafter. Which means that your relationship as measured by the heart of him is so love you can trust him with those words and no ifs or buts. I was wrong and I'm sorry. And who knows, Valentine of his, maybe a consequence or rather a blessing of that deeply trusting him and his love for you might be him teaching you that deeply to trust somebody else who loves you too. Or to forgive somebody else who is wrong and is sorry too. Amen.